Nice guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, um, I've got a producer, uh, Beat Smith. Uh, he just uh, walked home uh, in s with second place from the uh, Cream City Beat Battle Volume 2 this past weekend over at Company Brewing. Um, he's got a lot of really innovative and creative uh, ways of going about his, his beats, and uh, so I'm excited to talk to him a little bit, a little bit about his artistry and why he does what he does, his latest project, Novelty, as well as his previous album uh, that came out last year, Deluxe, uh, is available on SoundCloud. So, Loco, also known as Cullen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice, nice being here. Yeah, man. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah, uh, it's been staying busy, that's for sure. 24-7, you know, always, always doing stuff. Yeah, um, I got you. Especially you, with school and work and everything. So. Yeah, you had an exam earlier. Yeah. How, how'd it go? You know, it wasn't the best. It was on like six chapters, so. Oh, damn. What was it for? It's hard to focus on, but um, personality. Mm. Psychology for personality. Oh, so. sure. It's a, it's a really interesting class. Like, I like it a lot because you kind of like figure out like how people are like act and stuff. And you can kind of mm. become more like uh, understanding of people's behavior and stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. It makes you look inward too, you yeah. know, at your own traits. Oh yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. Like analyze yourself a little bit. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Self actualization. In that moment. Right. You're like, damn. Like, there's like a whole, there's a whole class for the kind of uh, person that I am, or something like that. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, that's that's where I fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, um, awesome, man. So, well. Yeah, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, uh, we talk uh, love and fear, uh, passion, and creativity. And um, we've been Facebook friends for a while. Uh, I think I, like, I knew of you just because, like, I knew pretty much everybody, or at least most people, on the east side that, like, made music, like, uh, on their own. Like, being on the east side, like, you just get... Uh, it becomes um, uh, pretty tightly knit, like getting to know other creatives, and so I like had I saw your name come up on like Facebook and stuff, like, um, and we like know a lot of like the same people, and then um, I also saw you you were you put your music on Loom, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, as well, and then I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, primarily just go by Loco, but you were Colin in this past beat battle, right? Yeah, correct. Yep. Sure. Yeah, that kind of happened. Uh, it was it was a little mixed up in like the the process of like. God damn it, Austin! <laughs> Come oh, on, Austin. fucking <laughs> Mankey. Okay, we we love you <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what what is the name Loco? Tell me like where that came from. Um. So it was I made it in high school. Uh, I was coming up with like a new alias because before that I was going by this name, uh, E Rap. Mm -hmm. Which I got in like middle school, I think, and like I rolled with that for a while for like my YouTube channel and making yeah. videos and stuff. And then I decided I needed to like change it up, so I, I picked uh, picked Loco and like spelled it with these weird O's, and I thought it looked cool. It's not really significant of anything, but I thought like 
if I'm making, like, I was kind of inspired by these people who made kind of crazy beats and, and stuff mm -hmm. and experimental things. So I was like, oh, it's, it kind of fits in there. So, yeah, for sure. So it's like, it stands out with a K. Right. Um, yeah. I dug it. Hey, it's the brand, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. So, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I know that you're originally from Stoughton, Wisconsin, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about, uh, uh, I guess, like, where you started finding making beats, making music as a creative outlet for yourself, especially, like, coming from, like, you know, kind of small-time rural, rural Wisconsin. Yeah, like, tell me, I guess, like, how it came to be. Um, yeah, so my dad, uh, he, he was a musician. He is a musician, I guess. Uh, and uh, he kind of, like, got me into, like, all this gear and stuff. And, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, beat pads or anything, but it was, like, guitars, um, stuff like that. And I, I kind of, like, eventually through learning stuff from him, I, I downloaded this app when I got my first iPod Touch. And it was, like, a looping app, so it allowed you to play, like play stuff like I play my acoustic guitar and like have that go into it with this thing called an iRig. It was like this input for iPods and stuff that you could just plug in like a, a quarter inch jack into and then mm -hmm. play your guitar into it. So I did that and made these like little loops of, of me making these songs and that's kind of where it all started and then I found out SoundCloud from that because it had a feature that allowed me to upload like directly to SoundCloud. Yeah. So started from there and then I started wanting to make my own beats and stuff and get into that. So. I downloaded some like weird like beat making software called like BTV Solo. It was like forty bucks and it was like basically a beat pad that was like a physical beat pad, but they like made it into a software like a its own software. So I started making stuff on there and from there I just kind of started ramping up more and more and getting inspirations and trying to emulate different sounds and through that process I kind of like started learning more techniques and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Where did um. I guess some of like uh, your influences kind of draw from. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd say one of the biggest was uh, Beck. Dude, he's, I love Beck. Beck is one of my favorite artists. He's, dude, he's so killer. Yeah. He's so dynamic. Like, Have you ever seen him live? Yeah, actually, it's, it's insane. I saw him at the Paps Theater. I think it was two years ago. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That was like his first time in town in like what, like seventeen, eighteen years. And I remember tickets were insane so there's no way i was buying my way into that show but i saw him at riot fest last year oh really too. yeah did he did he play any of his old stuff or what? he opened with devil's haircut oh perfect yeah he perfect. played uh which was actually the song i that put me on to him when i was like 11 12 you know <laughs> like whoa this is crazy yeah dude um, yeah. he played like some other classics like the new pollution where it's at uh, he did a lot of like medleys of like different songs together. Little um, mashups. Yeah, mashups cool. exactly in classic Beck style. I know he did like mixed business. Uh, he did. Um, uh, I think he did. You know, he black tambourine. Yeah, he played black that. Tambourine, yeah, dude, classic. Which yeah, I was so excited for him to play. But yeah, man, Beck was. Dude, that is a fucking uh, rambunctious live show for sure. But he's he's just something else. I mean. With his sampling and his, and his old albums and stuff, it's just, like, he's not afraid to switch from, like, one mood to a different one really mm -hmm. quickly, you know? Yeah. Just, like, use all these crazy sounds. And yeah. Like, like, Hey Onuero. I don't know if oh, I said that. yeah, right. that's a great song. Just such, like, a wonky, like, nice hip-hop hip -hop, beat, you know? Yeah. Just 
It's weird because he's not necessarily hip hop, but he uses like a lot of these like influences right. and stuff. And yeah, Wero and the information are two like of his. I think most like sonically creative projects. Oh yeah. You know, like um, songs like it's like Motorcade is such a different song than like Cell Phones Dead, and then there's Think I'm in Love, which is like a straightforward like rock song. You know, like. Yeah, it's just it's such a collage, you know? Seriously, yeah, and even in those, like, in the more straightforward songs, he still incorporates, like, weird elements yeah. that wouldn't necessarily normally fit right, to the criteria. Right. Strange, which... like, sounds or just samples that are thrown, like, in the in the background and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, weird soundscapes and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not really afraid to change it up, which is... I think that's really inspirational, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But so he was a one. He was a big one for he, you. He's a big one. Um, Skrillex, obviously, oh, yeah. he kind of got me into electronic music at first. I don't listen to him much anymore, but like sure. coming up, he was like huge influence. Uh, X Mag was pretty big. They they had this one like hour long mix that I'd always mm-hmm. listen to, and uh, that actually got me into one of my other biggest like inspirations, uh, Mr. Carmack. Oh. Who's uh he's like a producer, he's part of um Selection and uh Team Supreme. Cool. He's yeah, he's awesome. Uh super inspirational guy, kinda same thing, not afraid to mess with wonky stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Branch <clears throat> branch out a little bit, so definitely yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so then you came here for so I know you study um what's your degree in again? Oh uh, yeah, so it's uh inner arts arts tech like it's part of the inner arts program but the subcategory of it is arts tech okay sure so it's it's like not offered anymore mm-hmm. so a lot of like the classes that would be part of it aren't offered either so it's hard to like finish my major you know uh, that sucks <laughs> yeah. i just gotta i gotta become best friends with my counselor 24 yeah. 7 you know? hey what do i take this week right this, this, like uh, <laughs> this they're, you're like so work with me here like how can you <laughs> i got into this mess how are you gonna help get me out yeah how do how do i dig myself out of this trench that i don't yeah myself? for sure so when you came here for school um because i know so your your major sees you working with like a lot of like computers and you said you do some coding and that kind of stuff yeah um yeah man that's that's some real uh forward thinking shit those are the minds that are going to be Building the future, anyway. Um, so, I guess, like, once you came here to UWM, how did you kind of find, like, your uh, niche in, like, you know, sharing your your music, your, your beats? Like, I guess, like, where did you kind of, like, find yourself, like, uh, settling into the creative scene once you moved to Milwaukee? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, during the first few weeks I was here, um, freshman year, staying in Cambridge Commons, mm killer dorm but yeah super dead all the time (laughs) but anyways yeah like i was still uploading music to soundcloud and stuff and i i knew of a group out here called no life okay i don't know if you've heard of them right uh they sound really familiar they they used to be more prevalent now they're not really a thing anymore but um yeah i was i knew some of the members or like i knew of some of the members like ian ewing oh yeah i know yeah i know he's crazy production it's just like nuts so tight like true like instrumental like gold in there mm-hmm. i don't know he's he's just so good like I, I i knew he was in milwaukee and i was like oh man like then there's all these other this 
plethora of other producers who are also part of the same thing yeah. he's part of and I got really inspired by that so I was coming here and I was really hoping I could at least like meet him or something mm -hmm. and then like one of the members Deku he like listened to my stuff on SoundCloud one day somehow I don't remember I think I just followed him and he started checking out my stuff and uh, he started listening to it and commenting like this is dope like I want to throw it on a radio show because they had a show on Fridays at like 11 um, um, after Rhythm Lab Radio okay, on sure. 88.9. Nice. Um, called the No Life Radio Show, I think, or Tons of Friends. I, Tight, can't, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, like I remember Ian used to do something with 88.9, so that must yeah. have been it, yeah. Yeah, which was, oh, it was so cool that they did that, and then I got a few of my songs on there, and then like from there we kind of like grew a subtle relationship, I'd say, like with the group, and then I hung out with them a few times, but... Eventually, the member, some of the members moved out and uh, kind of started doing their own thing. Like Ian was focusing on his music, Stralo. He was also a big person that I met in that group. Uh, he moved out to LA to do music too. And they're killing it right now. So yeah, for so. sure. Mad respect to that. It's always yeah. um, you know, same with Austin. Moved to LA to because he landed a job with Atlantic Records. It's ridiculous. Man. Fuck it, which is you know, super super uh exciting and just awesome opportunity um which he said came from a dm which we're going to get into that yeah. uh but the the power of the dm is uh something truly uh underappreciated seriously yeah so um so you started like so you got in touch with them um did you start doing like uh so were you just gradually sharing your music more and more with people from then on pretty yeah pretty much um yeah I, I got some reposts on soundcloud that really kind of projected some some of my music uh especially on like this album 8998 i did which was kind of more of like a vocal chill uh album i guess which mm -hmm. was different from what i usually did and um i got a ton of support on that and that really kind of projected or yeah, like push me out there a little more, yeah. which was nice and sure. Yeah. Were you like singing at all growing up? Yeah, I I uh like my grandpa actually made an album uh when I was like eleven or ten or something and he wanted us on the album, so that was like nice. my first experience like recording stuff and so we we hopped on <laughs> It's on Spotify still. It's it's by Mike McCluskey. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. So we're we're on one of the songs. Gonna link that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just like hear our squeaky voices, me and my brother. But it was it was really fun uh, doing that. But yeah, growing up, we also did. Uh, I started getting into musicals in high school, and then choir my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. So joining an acapella group, which was pretty awesome, called Diamond. Nice. Uh, so just kind of like various. Musical outlets, I guess. Sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, totally. So, I guess, like, I know you were starting to do this, like, more and more, obviously, as you came, when you came here. I guess, like, what was it, when did you feel like you were start, you were taking this seriously enough where you started putting albums out? That's a good question. I think that was... I would probably say I got in contact with this um, collective from Los Angeles called Somos. Nice. This is the logo from it. Hey, um, there you go. But they uh, 
I was working with them a lot too, and they wanted me to put out like a EP with them. So kind of threw something together, and it was like it's called Glass Beach, and from there they kind of took it and promoted it a little bit, made like little visuals and stuff. Glass Beach, I like that. Glass Beach, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had a nice ring to it. Yeah, so. man. I, I just the imagery with that. That sounds uh, sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a little. Uh, Sounds like you gotta watch your step. But yeah, let's just say you're not gonna be walking barefoot. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I like that though. That's real dope. Yeah, it was it was fun. I think from there on, like, realized that like they had a really good crew together. They had like a camera guy, like a graphics design dude, and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, this, like, I can maybe like just keep doing this and like make something out of it, whether it be just for myself or you know whatever sure so how would you describe like each project that you've put out as like a component of your artistry um like how it's evolved or like just i guess yeah yeah how okay. it's evolved sure um yeah so it used to be i used to make really like um i guess clean sounding stuff like with glass beach it was kind of cleaner and then i started delving into like these dirtier, noisier sounds and kind of experimental stuff, mm -hmm. just throwing in like crazy elements and just trying to modulate as many parameters as I could. Uh, from there on, I, I started just kind of adapting this like experimental style, so which I still I think I'm gonna probably continue using yeah, from sure. here on out. Um, which I, I like the nuance of like using your own like sounds and textures, like I'll go out in the environment and record sounds from like environments I go to oh, or experiences yeah. and I try to throw in some for every song I do nice. so that's I think that the aspect of getting that little handheld recorder that I use mm -hmm. that really helped evolve my sound make me like realize like what works for me yeah what's yeah. like a cool uh, one of the coolest samples you feel like you've found so far oh damn um I guess this isn't necessarily one I've recorded, but I found this vinyl at a thrift store for like 25 cents. It was like a old Disney like horror, like haunted house <laughs> sound effect sure, thing, and yeah. it has like this lady like narrating all these scenes, and then like suddenly they'll have like sound effects and stuff. So I, I love using that, but uh, I guess from the real world, um, I went to Madeline Island up north. Nice. I got a bunch of great samples from there. It's fantastic. There's some from San Francisco. Like the trolley I've used for some stuff. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. That was a ton of fun. So, yeah, just little percussive elements from different places. Sure. Yeah, so I guess tell me about your uh, process with uh, recording your latest project, Novelty, which came out this year, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, tell me a little bit about like what went into that, what your idea, concept was behind it. Um, yeah, so the process, it was just kind of like, for one of the songs, I, I was just kind of experimenting with stuff, and I, I decided to like turn off the grid in Ableton. Ableton Live and just try to like make a song without using a grid at all and no quantization so it was a lot of just like fussing with knobs and like trying to mess with sounds as much as possible walk them up as much as possible you yeah, know like sure. warp them it was just kind of like a I, I have a sound that was like too clean and I'd be like all right I need to warp this even more and just like mess with it even more layer it you know all this stuff it was kind of just a, a process of I guess making, putting the listener into, figuring out how to put the listener into a scene 
and a place and kind of like an environment through sound. Oh yeah, so that's that's mm -hmm. like the real magical aspect of music is like the the way the receptors it interacts with in your brain that like trigger memories, that trigger nostalgia, trigger emotions, like give you some kind of like physiological response to it and part of that is putting you in that environment, you know? Like totally. you're listening to uh, for example, when you're listening to a back record, depending on which one it is, it's gonna make you feel something completely different. If you're listening to uh Odele, it's gonna disorient you a lot. Um, but if you're Devil's haircut. Devil's haircut, exactly. But if you're listening to um, you know, uh sea change, like that's gonna be like some heartbreak, like thinking about Lost loves the one that got away and stuff like that. Totally different style. Very no, different. Just, yeah. Just like oh, I'm gonna lay down on my bed and just kind of wallow in my own self pity. For a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and like any artist that can truly like evoke like um, sense of place uh, that comes up in your mind when you like listen through a set like a soundscape or the way music is layered or the instrumentation or particular lyrics that like really speak a place in your mind then like that's that's some like true like power of what music can do to you you know exactly yeah yeah <laughs> which if someone can do that i respect them so much for it because i it's yeah it's like a new experience mm -hmm. then if you, if you do that you know you don't you don't necessarily hear the same thing over and over. Exactly. Right. Because, like, I mean, I'm, like, there's plenty of, like, straightforward pop rock songs that I dig. But it's, like, man, like, sometimes I just want to, like, I love to listen to music when I'm in nature. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, I love walking around, like, in the, like, the woods and, like, with my headphones in and listening to different things because I think that being amongst nature or, like, also being by water, like, definitely, like, helps sort of helps me find that place easier but then sometimes i like to just be in my room and just be laying in bed and just have like my eye home blasting and, and eyes closed yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Right, this is the experience exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah so i mean that's a terrific goal that you had in mind with that for sure yeah that, and I, I think some of that stems from um i have like this weird obsession with like you know when you're like a kid and you kind of find like like you could look at something and be like okay that's something but you also are like well it could also be this thing you know like mm -hmm. kind of like make up scenarios and yeah using your imagination in that way to like you can kind of observe things in a scary way because you don't necessarily observe like know everything and know what everything is about you know yeah yeah for sure like uh that's kind of like what I was trying to evoke too. Yeah, it comes with that childlike wonder, definitely. Yeah. You, know, you ask why, 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 what's this, what's that, you know, like, yeah, for sure. That's, didn't even think about it that way, but that's, yeah, that's super cool. Um, yeah, so uh, in terms of like um, exhibitions, like was this past beat battle your first beat battle or have you done stuff like that before? Yeah, this this was my first like beat battle that I've done. It's exciting. Um, I've done like a few like house shows, um, in the past. I did one at uh, Fat Charlie's. Shout out to Fat Charlie's. Yeah, shout out Fat Charlie's. Shout out to Josh. <laughs> uh, Josh. I love Josh Elke. He's a sweetheart. Um, yeah. So you've done like houses like around the East Side kind of thing. Yeah, pretty nice. much. That that was like the biggest 
like Fat Charlie's was honestly probably the most important and oh, yeah. most professional one. Shout yeah. out Eli too. Shout out to Eli as well. <laughs> um, that's cool. Um, and they're bringing some mixed genre bills over there from what I've been saying. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, which is really cool. I'm like, you guys aren't like trying to stay at one. Right. One in one genre. You, you guys aren't trying to like bring only one audience. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, that's a big thing, definitely. But that's so su- huge. Yeah, that's super <laughs> cool though. Yeah, it was it was a uh, great experience doing that. I've I played other basement shows too for like there's been people in the past who are like, Hey, do you wanna play or wanna play for this party? And I'll be like, Yeah, sure and then I play there and I'm not playing like top fifty stuff or, Yeah. you know, like the newest like rap and everything and they're like what are you doing, dude? You gotta get the party hyped up. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know it was like that kind of DJ. Yeah, game, you know? yeah. So I guess it's important to like know what you're getting into. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you've done some house shows, and this was your first beat battle. I guess like what was your, uh, like I guess like what was going through your mind going into this? Like, were you nervous? Oh, dude, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was so nervous. I, I was like, I don't know if these beats are gonna be good enough. I don't know if like. I should have brought out another type of beat or should have yeah, done more. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I, I, I knew someone like, I knew Godzilla from a previous beat battle. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, it was at this conference called between the waves and Madison. It was a music conference thing. And there's a beat battle after one of the days. And me and my dad went to it and we saw this guy, Godzilla, like completely destroy yeah, everyone. Dude. Yeah. He is. So, that dude is a legend. Shout out to Godzilla. Yeah, shout out Godzilla. Fucking. Dude, been doing it for decades. Decades, yeah. Right. And he's all over like, the country. He, he does some crazy like mashups and like uh, media influences. With like cartoons and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like he did South Park ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. crazy. I was like, yeah, dude. He's like really into Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Like that. I know. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he's. Which is a sound effects like. Like gold mine, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, what was like, and so at the first, because he won the first. Uh, Cream City beat battle and like the it was him the like the final round was between him and Spice God who also was in this in volume two but both of them like got knocked out like in the first rounds and I mean they're both like really really good in their own regard both completely different but I guess with that dynamic shifting, it's like, damn, like, I, w- I was just completely unexpected, you know? I, dude, I did not expect Spice Cat to get out so fast. Right. Like, honestly, he's, like, one of the best producers, I think, in Milwaukee. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's killing it out here, and mm-hmm. I was, like, shocked when he got out. I'm like, wow. Yeah, man. So, so you, yeah, so, like, this was, would have been, like, your, probably, like, your biggest, like, hypest moment to date. For sure, going yeah, into for this. Sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like, this was, like, it was insane. It was more than I could ever imagine. Like, mm-hmm. I'd get, getting to, like, this point is, like, not some, I'm just happy. Yeah. To Shout out to em- Emily Romerl. Yeah. A uh, good friend. Shout out Emily Frazier. Yes. They were there till the end, and Lucas, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fans. The fan club. <laughs> the fan club. <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah, I, I remember seeing, when I saw her at company, I was like, oh my god, hi. Like, I wasn't expecting to see you there, because I work there. Oh, and, really? yeah, and like, uh, yeah, she said she was a friend of yours. I'm like, oh yeah, I like, I I know of him, but like, this will be my first time actually seeing him and meeting him. Yeah, and just, I love doing that, like, when I'm connected with somebody on, like, Facebook, but then I, like, get to meet them in person, you know? Yeah. Like, it, 
I get really excited. So I was really excited to like finally meet you. And you too, yeah. I was like, oh dude, it's Ben. <laughs> I saw your face all over. I'm like, dude, this guy puts on like a pretty awesome podcast. I'm Thanks, like, man. Yeah. Glad yeah. you could be a part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then um yeah, so you so who is everyone you competed against, like up to uh the final round? Um, I can't remember all their names. I think one of them was like No B, wasn't it? Yeah, was No No B was the first guy. Um, yeah, I like I like some of his stuff. Um, he he didn't come with a laptop though. He had just a oh, USB yeah. drive. Tried plugging into my computer, didn't work, so he just played it off. His oh phone. yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, No B was one. Uh, Mechamalo at the end, obviously. You went against Zachary HTML, right? Yeah. yeah, Zachary yeah. was fucking awesome too. Zachary was really. I good. loved his energy also. Like he was, he. He was hype. Yeah, he, he was, was having a fuck ton of fun. Um, so yeah, like. Systematic was really cool. Oh, yeah, with the metal beats, like, yeah, he came out of nowhere and just like stayed that, consistent with the metal beats. That was so cool, cause like that, <laughs> like that's what I mean. Like, some of the most like innovative and like just outside of the box beats were all like all partook in, in the competition. Like, it was a very diversified lineup, that's for sure. Super. Yeah, so when it came down to the second, or when it came down to the final round, like, yeah, what was going through your mind, man? Dude, I mean, I saw Mecca, like, destroying everyone. <laughs> yeah, he, he literally just, he, you know, he, you could just see it on his face that he came out with no mercy. You no know? mercy. No <laughs> mercy. No mercy. He had, like, the energy of, like, live performance, like, on his side, you know, yeah. which is, like, nothing beats, like, a live performer. Like, there's DJs who just stand up there, you know, and, like, mix beats and stuff, but then if a DJ comes out with, like, a drum pad or, like, a beat yeah. pad, it's like, oh, my God, man, like, you're stepping it up to the next level. Right. You're, like, you're using this as an instrument, which yeah. is so much, it trumps someone playing their beat, for sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. matter what. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was... Like, he was the only one who did that, and, like, it was really, really impressive, and, um, and clearly, and he made a point when I interviewed him afterwards for Breaking Entering, like, he made a point to say that, like, anytime, like, he's done, like, a beat battle, like, him and whoever, anyone else who has a drum, or has a, does the live beat drumming, like, they always make it, like, to, like, the final rounds, and, you know, I can see that, I mean... It just adds, it's not like you're just going up there and just, you know, pressing play. It's like you're actually, like, using, you know, you're, you, you are doing it, like, live to the crowd. And you could fuck up at any moment, taking such a big risk like that. Seriously. But, man, it worked for him, clearly. <laughs> yeah, he slayed it. He prepared so well. Like, <laughs> we were up there and, like after we played our final like three beats they were like one more and i had one more and it wasn't like my best beat or anything but i was like all right and like he's like oh yeah i got beats for days i'm like damn dude like you prepared all of these like live like beats out mm -hmm. like that's insane i don't know big respects to him shout out to him congrats mechamalo mechamalo that was really fucking amazing and such a great dude like I, yeah, it, it was, like, it was just overall a great competition, but it was also just a really fun night. I had a great fucking time. I had a great time, too, just, like, watching people mm -hmm. compete and doing their thing. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, 
and just yeah, such a diverse array of people came out and like everyone ate it up and it was just really really amazing. I love I love the beat battles for that reason. Is not only does it give producers like a a platform because producers don't get nearly enough credit, but also like does it builds a community through that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Just like linking up with people's, I, I think like it's kind of hard to know who in the Milwaukee area besides like the big, the big producers, like who actually produces. You know, yeah, right. there isn't really a way for them to connect besides like like you said the Cream City. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, so, what's next uh, beyond this for you? Like, what are you working on now? Oh man, I don't know. I'm. I think I wanna. I've been working on a lot of chill stuff lately. A lot of more laid back, kind of jazzier sort of sure. beats. So I, I, I think my next uh, EP or album is gonna be based more on that. Cool. Something, something calmer. Very nice, right? <laughs> yeah. As as opposed to the 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 fucking house crashing down type shit yeah, <laughs> that we heard the other night. Yeah. The world's coming to an end. Yeah. Like, here we go. So we're like, gonna party and dance to it. Yeah. More yeah. just like nod your head, like night driving tunes. Sure. Yeah. Kind of stuff like that. So what's your current interface that you use, uh, like your equipment and stuff? Uh, yeah, so I use a, I use a Ableton Live and with a EIE, Akai EIE uh, audio interface, and then two JBL speakers, studio monitors. Mm-hmm. And then I also, um, I use a microphone to record vocals or just like sounds I have around the house, a bass, guitar, guitar, and a MIDI keyboard too. So. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's something I imagine like so you're do you, is it something you do every day? Pretty much, yeah. If I like if if I can't produce in a day I kinda get like down about it. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know, it's just it's something that I feel like I need to do. I just have so like a big drive to just produce and just make something, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. Even just playing an instrument or something like that, you know, just any way I can get that out is is key. <laughs> yeah, imagine that's a lot of uh, nights of uh, locking yourself in the room and just doing oh, yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of like, hey, yeah, sorry, I can't actually hang out. I'm working on working music, on music yeah. which I feel bad about sometimes. But I'm like, yeah, it's like, I it's what I like to do. <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't I didn't actually like when I like because I don't really hang out with a lot of people like that often either because I'm always working on either a podcast or I'm going out to cover a show or this or that. Like I always have like an agenda for like the night that like I'm going after and like, um, but then in River West, like, cause there's a lot of people out here that like make music themselves and like I've made some friends out here and it's like the couple, it's like the couple times I have asked people to hang out. It's like, Oh, sorry, dude. I'm like working on music tonight, or like I'll be working on music that night. I can't go if like I ask them to come to a show. Yeah. Like, damn, like you know, damn. we're all everyone. Everyone's in there. Uh, everyone's cooped up. Right. You know. <laughs> which which I feel like some people can take personally. Sometimes. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Especially if you don't do it yourself. Like if you don't do something like that yourself. Exactly. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's just kind of like doing it. Like he makes music for fun. Like. Why can't you just spend some time like having fun with me or something like that, you know? Yeah. Versus like, or you want to actually become like better and better yourself at it. 
yeah. whatnot, you know? Totally. Yeah, man. I know that. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, dude. Well, I'm excited to see it. Well, I'm excited to see where you keep moving forward. Thanks, dude. All right. Loco. Colin. Whatever they call you. <laughs> um, man, it was great to talk to you. Uh, great to talk to you about, um, about producing, about the grind, about the beat battle. And, uh, yeah, man, great things all around. So tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh, what keeps me up? Um, not following my dreams and not doing what I want to do. Not following my dreams. Yeah. Being, uh, being uh, bent on uh, the system. <laughs> to exactly. get by yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure what puts you to sleep though what puts me to sleep uh knowing that i have an awesome family and friends to support me and just be there for me when i need them so thanks for being on the show man thanks man appreciate it for sure check out uh novelty on soundcloud in addition to his past projects uh that will i'll be posting link to and uh make it out to the next cream city beat battle because they're really fun do it Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Oh.